Hey, let's talk to our buddy, Yorma Cockadin from Jefferson Airplane. He had the book. We had him on. The book been so long, and now it's going to paperback, Jerry. Let's head <laughs> Let's head down to Meigs County. Good morning, Yorma. Morning, guys. Gals, how are you? Good. We are quarantined. How's everything down in uh, at the well, Fur Peace Ranch? Well, there's obviously we're quarantined, too. It's just... Uh, me, my daughter's still asleep. My wife Vanessa's in the office, and one of the people that are working for us is working in another building, and we'll probably go home soon. Mm-hmm. You know the deal. It, That's pretty much it. At but least so far, so good. At least you you're right there by the uh, national forest, right? You can go hiking and get well, out of the actually, house. funny you should mention it. They uh, we we actually did go hiking up in the Wayne Forest on Saturday. But right now they're encouraging people not to drive around. Okay. And when I went to, when I went to town the other day to, to to do some to drive, Vanessa won't let me go in, the, in Kroger. She goes in by herself. <laughs> I'm, the old, I'm the old guy. She... But I have never seen so many state troopers on the road just parked in the middle of the road. I don't yeah. know what they're doing there, but they were just all over the place. Anyway, but hey, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, you at least know, we've got at least we've got toilet paper. What yeah. do you still get nervous when you see the heat, Yorma? <laughs> no, you know, I, I, you know, I have to laugh about that. You, know, you think back in the days. Oh no, it's the cops. It's the man. The, 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 the no, I, at least there's one thing I know today. The worst thing that's going to happen to me is I'm going to get a speeding ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yorma, this is funny. We were talking on the show a couple weeks ago. We watched that Jacob Dylan documentary on Netflix about the San Francisco Sound. And you guys were a big and part of Canyon, that. Yeah. Law Canyon, Law Canyon. When you sure. look, when looking back, when you guys first started making hit records, did you have any idea that you were kind of starting a folk rock movement, or is it just young kids smoking grass, doing music? We didn't even think about the impact we had. Well, one of the things, you know, the Airplane was an interesting band because it was, it was not a hippie band, I, I guess, in the way that people look at it, because because we always wanted to be successful in the music business. But before all that happened, when we just started out, you know, we were lucky because we got a recording deal right off the bat. So we sort of became a part of that aspect of the machine. But hey, you know the deal. When you're that when you're that young, first of all, you think you're invincible. You 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 hope sort of on the bright side of things you're going to be successful, and you really don't think about much of anything else. So looking back on it, it's like yeah, this happened and that happened. At the time, it was just like. You know, this is an exciting time, and we're real lucky. And we knew that back then, too. Like I said, mm-hmm. within within six months of the band being together, we had a, a major deal recording contract. Kids today have no have no comp- possible comprehension of what a big deal that was. My daughter could make a, make a record on her iPhone in the room. Back in those days, you couldn't record unless you had a contract. Sure. Hey, tell us about the recording, because I think if people listen to White Rabbit, they're like, holy crap, that is the good, and I believe you can punch me in the throat if I'm wrong. I think Somebody to Love was on the same album. Yes, now, it was. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Recording that, did you realize that, because were they putting anything out that was even close to that back then? You know, one of the things with, with the guys and gals in the airplane is, again, we wanted to be popular, but I don't think we were fashioning ourselves. Everybody was so pig-headed in that band that they didn't, they, they never tried, you know, Paul and Grace and Marty, whatever, and Sydney before that. Nobody tried to replicate anything. With, with the Surrealistic Pillow, this is the album that has those two songs you're talking about, that was recorded on a four-track recorder, no noise reduction, so you could only do like one, <clears throat> excuse me, one overdub. Dave Hassinger was the engineer of that, and he had just worked on Rolling Stones album uh, albums. We had top people working for us, and you know, 
you know, again, you know, with all the overdubbing stuff you can do today, that just didn't exist back then. Also, like if you listen, if you listen to the to, to the to the echo sound or the reverb, whatever you want to call it, on that record, you know, that's before they had gadgets that did that stuff. That's all natural room echo. So uh. all that sound, you know, all that sound is just the way it was. Again, it seemed pretty high tech at the time. It now, now it's like Flintstones. Oh, that is so great. And, you know, for anybody out there listening this morning, uh, Yor McCockenden is with us, founding member of Jefferson and uh, currently in Hot Tuna. And I yep. want to ask you about that national anthem you did in a minute. But sure. anybody out there that's listening that's not hip to Yorma, go on to YouTube because this morning in preparation for this interview, I went on and some of those Jerry Garcia uh, videos, those old videos of you and him. Uh, was he as, do you have a story for us on Jerry? Sure. You know, one of the, you know, when I moved to California in 62, um, I didn't, I met Janice the first week and I was there, but it, it took a couple weeks to meet Jerry. But again, back in those days, the folk scene in the Bay area and in Washington DC, which is where I'm from and New York, where I spent some time and perhaps Ohio, I don't know. Cause I wasn't really there at that time. Um, but in any case, you know, it was a, it was just a happening scene, and so, you know, Jerry was a really neat guy because, <clears throat> you know, he was a really likable, affable guy, and he just loved the music so much. Of course, this is like light years ahead of the Grateful Dead and stuff like that. But he'd already played in bluegrass bands for years, in jug bands, and so he had sort of like a consciousness about bands. And so when the rock and roll thing started happening, guys like me looked to him for a lot of advice just in terms of playing with other people in the band, because I'd never really done it before. Mm-hmm. When I did the, the the Dear Jerry thing at Meriwether Post in Maryland uh, five or six years ago, they had a, they questioned all the artists. One of the questions was, if you could write a letter to Jerry Garcia, what would you say to him? And I said, I bet you wish you were here. Wow. He was a neat guy. Yeah. Hey, wasn't there wow. a Yorma? T- help me it's, out with this. I could be wrong. Wasn't there like a love triangle in your band with Paul Cantor, Grace Slick, and someone else? Well, I, I think Crosby was the, the other person there. <laughs> <laughs> he he's gotten kind of get off my lawn lately. I, yes, I see him yes. on social media. Yeah, he's a he's a delightful curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I wasn't. I didn't see it personally, so I can't swear. That it was true, but it was the sixties. Mm-hmm. Free love, man. Yeah. Hey, yes. Yeah. Was there anyone in the band? Because it, it's funny. It, this is not just band thing. This is just human thing. There are people who can't handle alcohol, <laughs> who are bad, uh, you know, on the weed or whatever it is. Was there a band member where you know? Because back in the sixties, it's you it's, had to have a chat. Yeah. With. Who who was the bad? Who was not good when they were drinking or on drugs? Well, listen, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I'm, I'm obviously I'd probably one of those people. <laughs> okay, but, okay, yeah. But, uh, but you know, t- to be honest with you, in the beginning, you know, you know, nobody had really developed a visible problem at that time yet, so that's kind of hard <laughs> to say. I-, I think the problems, the problems with the band early on, you know, before we discover the gardens of earthly delights, uh, <laughs> was just the fact that everybody was really egocentric and, and pig-headed, which was good when it worked and, and wasn't what it didn't. 
Uh, the book is called Ben So Long. Uh, Yorma yep. is with us this morning from his home at the Fur Peace Ranch down in Meigs County. And yep. uh, Hot Tuna, your current, well, it's not, you've been doing Hot Tuna for years. Tell Tor, years, back, yeah. remember back when we, oh, used, know, to, we I, used to have sports? Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> when we had sports, you guys just did, what was it, right. a, uh, a Warriors game, right? The National Anthem? Exactly. So, so I mean, you know, you just can't make this stuff up. So, so it's just our drummer, uh, Justin Gwip, has a friend that, that that works for the Madison Square Garden people, and somehow she's tied up with all okay. these big sports guys, you know. So he's been pitching us for a long time to do the national anthem. I know that he he plays with the Larry Campbell and his pals, and they've done it a couple times. But in any case, so. In San Francisco, is the Warriors Rockets games, and by the way, the, the, the Warriors got their their butts whipped by the Rockets that day. But that's another story. Um, so anyway, so they were having a '60s day at the new at the new whatever they call that that arena okay. in, uh, in in San Francisco, and so they offered us to do the national anthem. And of course, I said yeah because of what a cool thing to do. Now, as a guitar player and a musician, I've never played the national anthem before, but it's one of these things. Like you know, it's sort of you think, yeah, I, I can play that, but it's not like that. So <laughs> I went. I mean, and you know, Hendrix has already done the, the wacky electric version, so I didn't want to go there. So I went. I went on YouTube, like the kids do, and I discovered that the that the tune from the national anthem is really from an old hymn. And so I looked at some of these old hymn chord changes, and I sort of worked out my arrangement from there, and then we wound up playing. It. I got to tell you. It, it, it really was an honor. You know, you hear people grumbling about this and that and whatnot. Hey, get to play the national anthem in front of a bunch of people. How good does it have to get? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Were you married in your success, uh, different wife, uh, when you started off with uh, Jefferson Airport? Were you married? And how difficult was it to be to get stardom while you're married? Well, first, I got I got married uh, in 1964, and and I stayed married for 20 years. Hey. It's in the book. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. That's, okay. that's good but, because... But, but, but since we're not reading the book right now, by, which just came out in paperback, but that's another story. Uh, I mean, you know, it's an interesting sort of thing because, uh, you know, my my wife was a really interesting woman. And, and you know, without, without you know, belaboring the point on your radio show, we had a pretty much dysfunctional relationship for a lot of time. So the whole 60s thing... You know, I guess it's like the why can we go on as three with with Cross and and Cantor and Grace. You know, it, it maybe maybe it looks good on paper, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. But in the long run, that kind of stuff really tends not to work. All the sure. way we all did a bunch of wacky stuff. I mean, and one of the key one of the key things to this also, I believe, is we were really young back then. Most of us, like I, I never had kids with my first wife. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so regardless of what the responsibilities of being married are, somehow they got submerged with the, uh, with the party that was constantly going on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. We're all, you know, people kind of judging. It's like, hey, you've never been put in that position anyway. Yeah, so well, I'm you not, live, No one's live judging, man. You live and learn. You live and learn. And Yorma, one uh, near and dear to my heart is Sanibel, Florida, Captiva. I know you were down there. Oh, yeah. I've been Absolutely. there. F- I've been there for the Songwriters Fest. Uh, where I go is Jensen's uh, Marine. I know Joe's uh, son. When he yeah. was a part of that, all those guys hung out down there. When you go to Sanibel for the songwriters, where do you stay? Well, we we stay at the at the Sundial Resort. Sundial, yep. You know, and you know that's you know I'm really glad you mentioned that. Aside from how cool oh. our our summer classes are, I mean our winter classes are down there, but you know you go to Florida, 
And Florida, I look at Florida and I go, you know, I'm not sure this is really for me. But Sanibel and Captiva are old Florida. You know, they have no stoplights. Right. Um, there, there, there's, there's, there's no, like, fast nice food. Time, so they don't, and there's no fast food. No, night. I mean, it's awesome. It really, truly is. Yeah, yeah. Yorma Cockadin's with us, and the that book, Ben So great. Long, is in paperback right now. Hey, tell everybody, because there's a large section of the audience. We have young people listening, people sure. in their 30s, who might not know the impact of Monterey Pop Fest. Just in sure. general term, if you were given a 30-second history lesson on how big that was and what it meant to the music scene, what would you just say to someone who didn't know about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize that's ancient history for the for the youngsters. But it was today. so huge, though. It was. It was huge. And one of the reasons it was huge was until that moment, you know, pop or rock music, whatever words you want, whatever adjective you want to use for it, um, it, it just it had no respect whatsoever. There were jazz festivals, there were classical festivals, there were folk festivals, but there had never been a pop slash rock festival before. So. For that to happen at a venue where they had the, the Monterey uh, Folk and Jazz Festivals was really a big deal because even before they, they did a movie about it, too, of course, but it was all of a sudden we got respect from people that write reviews. I know that sounds really superficial today, but it was a big deal back then. Absolutely. The book, Ben So Long in Paperback, when? Is it currently paperback? I believe it just came out. This is the kind of stuff I I, I got my advance okay. copy, so so they're out there somewhere, which means it's more affordable. Hey, it's got a happy it's got a happy ending for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. it does, man. You've done you've and done great for the community. You'll be happy. Yeah. To, you'll be happy to know, Yorm. I went on your website and I bought some of the CBD. I did indeed. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story about the CBD. You know, CBD is funny stuff. You know, it works for people it works for. It doesn't work for everything. I've got a little arthritis in my hands, and I got to tell you, it really does work for me. And if it, and if I had to buy it from somebody else, I would. So anyway, so we're out we're out in California. You know, California is like ground zero for pot, legal pot, and all right, that kind of stuff. Right. And we couldn't sell our CBD at the Fillmore Auditorium. I mean, how bizarre is that? Yeah. And so I guess the reason had to do with that they had a liquor license there too. So I guess I mean I mean I don't, I'm theorizing here. Because we had the same thing happen in Colorado again, ground zero for legalized pot, and and I guess if they're if they if they're booze, they don't want any possibility that there might be something else will take away from the revenue. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. That that balm does wonders on yeah. my knees. It does. I'm yeah. Hey, Good hey stuff. Yorma, how happy are you when uh, the group changed its name to Starship and they came out with Built That City? No association with you, isn't that great? Torg always brings that. I up. just don't yeah. like that song. I, just, I can't believe it's the, it's it's kind of an off branch of the same band, right, Yarma? Yeah. Well, it's pretty much. It's, I mean, you know, it's you know, you know this, here's the story of my life. I always quit the band before they make the big bucks. You know, that's my story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Starship, obviously, it's it's whatever happened after uh, Jack and I left the band, and you know. You know, again, people make fun of that we built that city in rock and roll. That's the worst song ever. But guess what? You know, especially those of us that have kids. I wish I'd written that song. I wouldn't have to worry about my <laughs> yeah. kids going to <laughs> True, true, true. Good point. Uh, well, you can get the book Amazon.com. If you could walk into a bookstore, we'd tell you to, it's but I don't think you can. So long. Nah, probably not today. Probably not today. So, so how's everything going up there in Columbus? Uh, good. You know, it's it just it's changes weird. day to day. Yeah. It's, it's extremely yeah. odd to, to be on the roads and to see everything so quiet. 
Yeah, I know. It's really something. You know, but but you've been great. Every time we have you on, people want to hear stories, and that's what you bring to the table. So we appreciate you that's coming why on. The and book telling is stories. so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, listen. I'll tell you what. A guy like me really appreciates when guys like you give a darn. <laughs> well, we don't. We, we're not forgetting our heritage here, Yorma. Give our best well, thanks, to Mister. Give our best to Mister Hurlbut and uh, your lovely wife Vanessa. Absolutely, and thanks, thanks a lot, and and uh, my best to all you folks up there in Columbus. Keep strong. Peace. Yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs>